Hello and welcome to a very special edition of Lift the Sink, which will feature stories by the children of Shrewleen National School in Clondalkin, Dublin. So just to give you a little bit of background into this episode, my brother Shane is a teacher in Shrewleen National School and he became aware that many of his students would be perhaps looking for something creative to do in their free time now that they are on, under lockdown and can't meet their friends or do the usual things that they would do. And so he approached me about having a competition on the, in conjunction with the podcast and I was delighted to be involved. Then we contacted our brother Sydney, who is the literary expert of the family, and he agreed to be part of the editorial and selection process, which was great to have someone with his knowledge on board. So we got a, a, an enormous response and a lot of submissions, and we were really we really enjoyed reading all of them. But unfortunately, due to time restrictions, we can't read every story that we receive, so we've had to narrow it down to a short list of six stories. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read each of the six stories and then announce the winner at the end, in no particular order, of course. So a big congratulations to all those who made the shortlist and each writer on the shortlist will receive a book token of five euro and the winner will receive a book token of 20 euro. Uh, so without further ado, I think I'm just going to start reading the stories. And the first one that I'm going to read is called The Hunter and the Fox by Amelia Comiskey. Meet Josh. He is a hunter. He has a lot of stuffed animals. Well, not teddies, real stuffed animals. He has animal heads, rugs, made out of real fur, all over his house. This is Jessica. She's a rare fox. She can walk on two legs and she has a love heart marking on her chest. Out hunting many years ago, Josh saw Jessica as a cub. He knew he would someday have her stuffed and hung on his wall. Years went on. Josh never saw Jessica again. But one day he was looking out his kitchen window. He couldn't believe his eyes. <gasps> Sat in his garden was Jessica looking straight at him. Josh ran and grabbed his gun. He shot and missed. Jessica was so angry she called her friend and told him what happened. They had a great plan but Jessica had her own plan. She went to her position in the garden. Josh spotted Jessica and got his gun then ran outside. As he did, Jessica's friends ran into Josh's house and locked the door. He tried to shoot, but he had run out of bullets. Jessica knew this was her opportunity to attack. She ran at him, ripped off his boot, No! shouted Josh. Not my fabulous Gucci boots. Jessica did not care. She ripped his Gucci's to shreds. Jessica gave the signal, which is a dog bark. Her friends opened the door and scrambled out of Josh's house. When Josh went inside, he found his house had been destroyed and all his prized stuffed animals had been ruined. From that moment on, Josh no longer shot any animals or bought any Gucci shoes again. So that was The Hunter and the Fox by Amelia Comiskey. And what I really liked about this story is the lesson that the fox teaches the hunter and how the hunter has ultimately a change of heart. And I think it's... Very good, very good story, very interesting. Touches on animal rights. I really like this. Well done, Amelia. The next story is called The Amulet by Francis Toulon. Hi, I'm Emily. I'm 10. I'm going to tell you about my superpowers. 
It all started when I was five. My granddad died. He gave me this blue amulet. He said to take care of it. It held secrets nobody knew. Guard it safely and you'll... Er, er. He died before he told me the rest. I really, really missed him. Well, I've grown older since then, and this is what's been happening. The amulet glows and calls my name. Lately, I've been having weird dreams of Grandad. He is outside waving at me, beckoning me over to unlock the door. As I run downstairs, Grandad is disappearing. When I get outside, he's gone. I awake, sweaty and confused. I turn and notice my reflection in the mirror. My eyes are glowing blue. I hear my amulet calling my name. I approach it and ask it what it wants, but the amulet just repeats my name. I needed some time alone, so I went to the playground. It took my mind off everything until I fell when I was on the climbing frame. I floated gently to the ground. Confused, I raced home. It was all I could think about until bedtime. Again the dream, the amulet calling. I realized there has to be a reason for it all. I grab the amulet and demand it tells me what it wants. It whispers, You'll find the answer tomorrow. That really shook me. I knew I couldn't sleep with that in my mind. I wish Grandad lived long enough to tell me that word. Then I wouldn't be in this mess. The next day in school, the bullies decided it was my turn. The pushing, the name calling. It made my anger rise. Suddenly, I float up above the bullies, my eyes turning blue, my amulet shouting my name as it and my powers grew stronger. I glare at the bullies, water shot from my hands, soaking them. I finally knew what my amulet meant. My granddad wanted me to use my powers for good. I wish my granddad had lived to see me now. So now I'm Supergirl, protecting all from bullies. That was The Amulet by Francis Toulon. And what I really liked about this story was how the young protagonist, Emily, uses the memory of her grandfather and she turns that into a source of strength. And through the amulet, she, she kind of helps the spirit of her grandfather's memory live on. And I found that quite powerful. The next story on our shortlist is called The UFO Sighting by Dylan Mallon. One summer evening, I was playing with my friends, Matty and Sean. We were playing tag when we saw a red light in the sky. It was falling down very fast and crashed in the field across from my house. What was that? asked Sean. I don't know, said Matty. Let's go investigate, I said. So we went into the field. You won't believe what we saw. It was a UFO. We were all very suspicious and scared. Suddenly, the UFO door opened and an alien came out. It said, We were all gasping in shock. When the alien saw us, it started to scream, Shh, we said. You don't want anyone to see you. Then it started screaming even louder. And my neighbours started coming out from their houses to see what was going on. My neighbours came into the field and they saw the alien. They all started to scream and called 999. As the sirens of the police car approached us, I grabbed the alien and ran as fast as I could. The alien started to talk. He said, Hello, friends. My name is Longgar. 
I need your help to fix my ship so I can go back home to Titan. I need a big battery cell, he said. I started to think where we could find a battery cell. Bingo! I got it! The power station! It's only a few minutes away! We ran as fast as we could to get to the power station as we knew the police would be looking for us. When we arrived, we helped Longle search around for a big battery cell. I see one, said Sean. Will this do, Longle? Yes, he said. That is perfect. Now we need to get back to my ship without those bad guys finding us. Next thing we were flying high in the sky. Langal had used the battery cell to give him powers to make us fly so we could get back to his ship safely. There's the ship, I shouted. Let's get it fixed and get you out of here. It only took a few minutes to get the battery cell into his ship. It was time for us to say goodbye. Langal flew back to Titan and we knew we would never see him again. Okay, so that was the UFO sighting by Dylan Mallon. And I found this story very exciting. Uh, the plot, the, ch- the police chase. Uh, I liked how the alien expressed himself and how the boys kind of knew that they had to go against the authority to save the alien because, as is often the case, the authorities don't understand situations immediately. So I think Dylan reflects that very well in the story. Thank you, Dylan. Right then, so the next story in our shortlist is The Mystic Forest by Chantel Ume. Once upon a time, Layla went to the forest at night to get some fresh air. She walked and walked until she knew deep inside her that she was lost. Soon after, she stumbled on a glowing stone. Wait a minute, I saw this glowing stone in a book I read and it said... This glowing stone is only found in the mystic forest. So, that means that I'm in the mystic forest, Layla said, surprised. Layla began to get tired and slept off beside a stone. When Layla woke up, she saw a forest full of unicorns, fairies and narwhals. Layla was shocked when she saw all the surprises. Wow, is this the mystic forest? said Layla, shocked. Layla heard a tiny voice that whispered, Yes, it is. Layla became nervous and started to ask the fairy all the questions on her mind. She asked questions like, How how did we get here? How long was I asleep for? How can I get home? The fairy ignored Layla. Instead, she looked away and pretended that she didn't hear her. Shortly afterwards, the fairy told Layla that if she doesn't get out of the forest before midnight, she would turn into a fairy. Layla didn't know what to say. Layla, you have to find a mystical glowstone to get out of this mystical forest, the fairy said quietly. Okay, said Layla. The fairy said, Firstly, you need this, with a sparkle in her eyes. Wow, my very own narwhal, said Layla happily. Yep, said the fairy, looking content. Layla got on her narwhal and started to search for the glowstone. Five hours later, Layla said, It's three o'clock now and I still haven't found the glowstone. What do I do now? said Layla nervously. Huh, what is this? It's Atlantis, said Layla, astonished. 
Curiously, Layla put on her scuba gear and went into Atlantis. She checked everywhere until she found a castle. Then Layla went inside the castle and lo and behold, Layla found the glowstone. Happily, Layla grabbed the glowstone and ran to her narwhal. When Layla got to the ferry, it was nearly midnight. Layla got there at the nick of time. The fairy, appearing mischievous, spurned her wand and did her magic. Layla was in her bed surprised about what had happened. Was it all a dream? Layla thought to herself. Then Layla went back to sleep with a big smile on her face. That was The Mystic Forest by Chantel Ume and... I think what appealed to me most about this story was just the pure imagination of it. Narwhals, fairies, the spell, also the suspense of whether the protagonist is going to get out of this forest and how she's going to get out of this forest. And she really, uh, Chantel really paced the story very well in that regard, I thought. Okay, so next up is The Cat Lockdown by Cara MacDonald. When all humans go to work or school, cats go to school too, but the humans don't know about it because they're out. When COVID-19 hit Ireland, all the schools and jobs were shut, but not Kitten Academy. The cats had to find a way to jump through the cat flap to get to Kitten Academy without their owners noticing they were gone. Some people let their cats wander around for a while so they were okay, but it isn't okay for this little kitten. She isn't allowed to leave the house because she hasn't had her vaccination yet. Her name is Misty and she has four owners. Two of them are in school and their names are Charlotte and Max. Their mum is an accountant and her name is Lindy and their dad is a college teacher and his name is Tim. They also have a dog named Teddy. You might think Misty and Teddy are enemies, but they're actually best friends, and Teddy was willing to help Misty. There were five days left at Kitten Academy until semi-ouster break, so Teddy didn't have to occupy them for that long. On the first day, they went for a walk. On the second day, it was a bit of a challenge, but Teddy made it work. On the third day, he didn't have to do anything because they went out. The fourth day, they went on a walk again. But on the fifth day, Misty had to go to the vet to get her vaccination, but she would have to miss the last day of Kitten Academy. But at least she wouldn't have to sneak out to Kitten Academy anymore because she would be allowed to roam around the road. And that is the story of Misty during COVID-19. So that was The Cat Lockdown by Cara MacDonald. And uh, what I really enjoyed about this story was the camaraderie between Teddy and uh, and Misty. Uh, I thought it was quite funny, and also it was a very relatable story because it's the it was about the lockdown, and you know we could all relate to the story to the to the plight and the dilemma of the animals in this case. So well done, Cara. Enjoyed that. Okay, then the last story on the shortlist is called "The Betrayal" by Molly McHugh. Once upon a time, there was a girl called Rose. There was also a boy called Oscar. They were both single. They both flew to Paris. They fell in love on the Eiffel Tower. Two months later, Oscar had a ring. He got down on one knee. Oscar asked her, Will you marry me? Rose said yes. They kissed. Two days before the wedding, Oscar said, I never loved you and never will. 
Also, I've been using you. Oscar pushed Rose down the stairs. He said, you'll never see life again. Oscar took out his phone. Just kidding, he took out his shotgun. Bye bye. He shot Rose. The guards heard the noise of the shotgun. The police called an ambulance for poor Rose. Oscar rendezvoused with his real girlfriend. It is a miracle Rose did not die. But two years later, Rose died of a broken heart and the poison running through her veins from the bullet. Sadly, no one was at her funeral. No one prays at the grave. Rest in peace, Rose. Beware Oscar is still out there. The end. Okay, that was Molly's story, The Betrayal. And this was by far the darkest story that uh, we got. It, it was very provocative. It's a tragic story of of a, a woman who falls in love with a man and it, it seems to be going well. And then he just completely runs amok and ruins everything for her and ruins her life. So yeah, it was quite dark, quite provocative, but it was a strong, strong story. Thank you, Molly. Okay, well, that brings us to the end of the shortlist. And the time is upon us to choose uh, the winning story. And once again, I have to thank all the, all the people, not just the shortlist, all the students who submitted to the competition because there were so many great stories. In the end, with a great deal of difficulty, myself and Sydney have finally decided on a winner. So without further ado, drum roll please, Sydney. The winner is The Amulet by Francis Tulin. Congratulations, Francis. There is a book token of 20 euro on its way to you. And congratulations to all the students who made the, the shortlist. Uh, as I said, it was a very, very difficult decision. Okay, well, that is all for today. Uh, thanks again to all our listeners, to uh, Sydney, Shane and my producer Connor. And of course, big shout out from Seville to Shrulin National School in Clondalkin. Good luck and take care of yourselves, okay? Bye.